This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Not another Derby County Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Another Derby County podcast. I'm Jake and I'm joined today by Jacob. Hello. And uh, today we've got we've got quite a few things to go through actually, considering it's the international break. Um, obviously there was the, the news last week or very recently actually about Derby's points deduction. Um, the fact that uh, we might be getting the full brunt of it. Uh, we're going to talk about the players that have been out on international duty, um, some of which have you know, made quite a considerable impact. Um, and then we've got the questions that you've been asking on Twitter. We've got some, uh, some really good ones that have come in today. So just to kick us off, Jacob, points deduction. We're looking at 12 points for administration. I think we, we kind of knew that one was sticking. But the, uh, the nine points for, well, everything else, is uh, that's going to sting a little bit. Yeah, I mean... Um... Obviously, it's not ideal. It's definitely not uh, what we were hoping for. Um, and, you know, it's just one of those things that's something the EFL have, you know, clearly worked hard for to, to kind of make sure that we do get the worst possible punishment. Uh, and obviously, like I said, um, I, was, I think I said it before on Twitter that it, it was a shame that we did have a slight glimpse of hope that it might have been put from 12 to 6 and they might have been gone from, a, might have been put from 9 to 3, uh, which would have given us a bit more chance of being, you know, being, I can't, what am I doing? Yeah, um, in, in, in and around the, uh, the the positions of safety. Yeah, I think, uh, I think right. we do this that. is shocking, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously it's disappointing. Uh, we did think that the uh, 12 points could have been halved. Uh, we thought the nine points could have been put down to three. Uh, which obviously would have given us a more realistic chance of staying up, especially if we were able to add to the squad in January. Yeah. Uh, as it stands, I think it puts us on minus, minus, minus three. I think minus, minus three, three. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like 18 points away from safety, um, which, again, isn't impossible, uh, but it isn't realistic, really, with, with the squad that we do have at the moment. Mm. Um, so it looks like, unfortunately, League One probably is is, the, is our destination for next season. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, it you know it happens to the best of clubs, doesn't it? So, realistically, no one's safe from uh, from this sort of action, and that's the the state of the of the championship right now. Or the state of the EFL, really. Yeah. Um, you know, Reading looked like they could be having points taken off. We've we've seen it happen to people. Yeah. Um, they just signed Andy Carroll as well, literally in the last yeah. two minutes. 
until mid-January, which yeah. I thought sounded weird. Um, mm. But yeah, obviously, it could happen to Reading soon. It, there's a, a few other clubs, I'm sure, that they're hunting down to punish. But League One football, it is next season, possibly, probably. Um, <laughs> Most likely. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, we've just got to move on from that and we've got to kind of just accept it and, and uh, get on with it. But what yeah. I mean, what do you think? Are you... Yeah, I, I think it's it's one of those things, isn't it? And I think you summed it up quite well there. We've got to accept it. I think that's one of the going to be one of the hardest parts is that obviously throughout my lifetime, throughout your lifetime, throughout a lot of people's lifetimes. I mean, the last time I can't remember the last time we were in the third division was it was it the eighties? I don't think we've been there since the eighties. I was going to say I've not been alive. And wow. yeah, so you know, there's there's a lot of people that have never seen Derby in the third tier. So this is, it's a bit of a culture shock for everyone. I mean, yeah. with no disrespect to any of the teams that are in League One, there's, there's a lot of teams, you know, like, you know, like Burton, like Burton on, I know they're in the championship recently, but Burton on, when they're in the championship, they were the only one. They were the... Yeah, it's were, kind of like how, yeah. how I've described it with Burton is that it's sort of like a, a little brother club. Yeah. Almost yeah. to Derby. We kind of, although they don't particularly like us, uh, for whatever reason, we sort of want them to do well. Yeah. If you know, if I see Burton in a low in a cup competition, then I kind of I'm expecting them and wanting them to go through. Um, and obviously, for five or six years ago now, we used to farm a lot of our young players out on loan to, but we have a history of doing that, and we usually play them every preseason. We've got like a little kind of it's like a family relationship. It's yeah. not a team that you can really make a rivalry with. Uh, and when they were promoted to the championship, it was like a huge credit to them. It wasn't kind of uh, wasn't embarrassing for us. It wasn't really uh, a negative light on Derby. It was a it was a great achievement for Burton. Yeah. And now, obviously, being we've gone down, it's sort of like oh god, you're kind of yeah. looking around and thinking oh, I'm not too clued up on League One. I, I can admit that because yeah, a lot of but like I say, most of my time supporting Derby, we've been a Championship club. Um, obviously, I watched the Premier League as a as a football fan anyway. Uh, and League One and League Two, obviously, I pay a little bit of attention to, but I've never been in depth. I've never focused fully yeah. on the league, and um, it's going to be interesting. A lot of new, a lot of new teams, but then there's still quite a few big teams in there. You know, if Sunderland stay down, then they're still a yeah, pretty huge, huge club. Aren't they? Yeah. Um, Portsmouth are, are a big club. You got Sheffield Wednesday, obviously. Uh, Bolton, who are trying to get back up to the dizzy heights that, that they were used to <laughs> not too long ago, and they, they've not been doing too badly, but. Um, there's a number of, of clubs in League One that probably feel the same as we do, that we're kind of in the wrong league or that yeah. we deserve more. Um, but unfortunately, we were completely mismanaged, weren't we, by yeah. a certain yeah. someone. And uh, and we've got to pay for that as fans. But, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll be fine. We'll still be there as supporters. It'll still be good football. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. And it's a, it's a new, new experience at the end it, of the day, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, and what I was sort of, alluding to with with Burton was Burton aren't a big big team and there's a lot of teams like Burton in that league you know there's 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 some teams that you wouldn't say are are big clubs and after years and years of traveling to big teams in the championship teams that have come down from the Premier League it's going to be a little bit of a culture shock not just for the for the players on the pitch but for the fans yeah how how often do we go to grounds that are you know under 20,000 or under 15,000 like it, it yeah. barely ever happens and we're gonna we're gonna go down and there's you know there's a few teams that have 10 
10, 11,000 in their stadium. I mean, what's Burton? Is it eight? I think, Seven yeah, I think I think Burton's is like eight or nine. I think I think you got to be packed in packed in like sardines if you want to get nine in there. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, it's eight or nine, and yeah, it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be different, isn't it? It's something new. It's exciting because it's something new. I mean, it's incredibly depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird <laughs> it's exciting. It's a weird emotion where it's sort of you're disappointed that it's happened, um, but at the end of the day, we're keeping the club. And that was a huge fear. For a few days, you know, you had certain pundits claiming that, you know, we're we're close to being a berry and another berry. Um, And that, you know, there was people in there saying that, you know, we're screwed pretty much. And people from inside the club were saying that, uh, according to, I think, The Athletic, that was an article. Um, So, so yeah, I mean, I think the positive thing is that it looks like we would definitely be taken over, which is good news, but... We need to wait and, you know, we, we still want official confirmation of that. Yeah, question um, is who as well. Yeah, but I think that's a good thing that we are questioning who. Like, there's multiple people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is relieving. Because even if one does turn out to be a fraud, like, a, you know, like we've had Eric Alonso. Like Eric, yeah. um, <laughs> Not too long ago. That, uh, did that just freeze then? No, 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 no. Um, it just cracks me up. Every time I think of Eric Alonso, it just cracks me up. When he uploaded that video, that TikTok house. Yeah, that, time. It's um, yeah, but you know, that, that's what I'm trying to say. It could be another Eric Alonso, but if it is, then there's other people that are interested in buying the club. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the fact yeah. we still have Derby County and we haven't had to rechange to AFC Derby or whatever and start <laughs> in the eight tiers is relieving. Um, so, you know, with every cloud, you know, it's a, <laughs> there's a silver lining there, but it's, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a shame, it's a shame, but. It's something that we can look forward to in a, in a kind of weird, uh, sick and twisted way. <laughs> but, uh, it's a load of new grounds to visit, a load of new teams to play. Maybe the possibility of, of winning. So we've got Papa John's Trophy action to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, you've see, seen a few people talk about that. And to be honest, yeah. to be honest, if we went down, I'd want us to go for it. Oh, I'd yeah. I'd oh, want yeah. us to go for it. I don't care if it's the, uh, the pizza trophy. The, the the chance of, of winning the silver winning a trophy at yeah. any level is is brilliant. I mean, we've seen we've seen us lift the the playoff final trophy. I don't know if you can even call it a trophy. Really, that's all yeah. we've won in my like lifetime. And like even even if it is the Papa John's trophy, like it's still a trophy. You know what I mean? You still go to Wembley and see his yeah. trophy. No, I've said I've said yeah. If if we're in it, why not why not go for it? Yeah. I, th- I think obviously the. Um, well, you'd hope so anyway, that the main ambition straight away is to get oh, yeah. back up. And you'd obviously sacrifice a Papa John's trophy. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, if it meant going up. But I think it's definitely something we should take seriously. I think as a League One club, the League Cup and the FA Cup, I mean, even as a championship club, a League One or FA Cup run is, is fun, but you're not going to win it. Yeah. You, you know, the, the chances are extremely slim. Uh, Papa John's trophy, on the other hand, uh, it's not exactly a major honour, but a lot of supporters haven't seen us lift anything. Really, well, you know, like you said, the playoff, the playoff final, yeah. two thousand seven. Um, but to to kind of win a trophy and go the whole way through, so it's not like a playoff. It's first yeah. round, second round, and so on. But there's a group stage, isn't there? Actually, you go through a group stage, and oh, then yeah. um, oh, so Premier League B teams, isn't it? In that, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, gonna be oh, twenty threes. 
it could be Liverpool, it could be Man United. I mean, a few years ago, if you remember, our under-23s are in it. Yeah. So I don't know what the rules are with that, if we might, if we could put our under-23s <laughs> in it again. I think that would be quite embarrassing, but um, I'm sure he probably won't be allowed to do that either. But yeah. it, it's an interesting competition. Um, I, I think it's only interesting because it's new. I'm sure that yeah, if you ask, yeah. um, I don't know, if you speak to maybe a Stevenage fan or any other random Port Vale or whatever, speak to a fan in League One or League Two that get to do it every season. It's probably a bit tedious now. Yeah. I think um, because it's a new competition, it, it makes it a little bit more exciting. Yeah. I think any any chance to sort of watch the team more, I guess. I mean, we're, we're going to have more games playing in League One, won't we? Because yeah. we've got we've got the extra trophy. We've got, you know, no international breaks. I mean, it'd be good as well because we'll get a lot more 3pm kickoffs. Yeah, and I've... Um... I saw on Twitter a minute ago that the obviously the Premier League and Championship are going to be halted through the 2022 World Cup. Yeah. League One won't be. So we'll have World Cup action and Championship. Uh, well, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, we'll have a League One action and, um, and World Cup action at the same time, which would be very yeah. unique and might not happen again. Um, so that would be interesting to be watching club football and international football uh, in the same time period. So. <laughs> You know, like I said earlier, there's a silver line in there. Um, yeah. Not ideal, but you can, you know, we, we can still have a good time. We can make a laugh out of it. And like I said, the bottom line is that we've still got a football club. Yeah. Uh, which, leading on to one of the topics, actually, a football club that might lose a lot of its players due to how they've been playing for their national teams. Yeah, yeah, that, that was good. I like the way you fed into that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean... I'm sure everyone that's that's watching or listening to this saw the well, maybe didn't see, but uh, heard about Jason Knight's two assists um, against Luxembourg. I mean, it's Luxembourg; they're not the best team in the world, but they did beat Ireland last time they met them. And I mean, the second assist, well, no, the first assist for their second goal was was absolutely world class. I don't know if you yeah. saw it, Jacob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to to set. I can't even remember what Ireland striker's called now. Is it Callum Robinson? No, no, see, the one that plays for Rodford, he doesn't play up front for Oh, Ogbené? Ogbené, that's the one, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I think yeah. Robinson got the, second, uh, the third goal for Ireland. Third goal, yeah. assist from Yeah, Knight. second assist, third goal, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was, just, it was just pure class, wasn't it, the way, he, the way he did it? Very tidy, you know, very neat footwork and in close control as well. Like, he was under pressure, the keeper was coming straight towards him. Yeah. And I think for the second goal as well, um, it was... It was like I, I believe you said on Twitter actually how unselfish. Yeah, uh, yeah, he could have shot, couldn't he? he? Uh, you kind of expect him to just blast that and have a go from that range, but as a, he's picked out someone who pretty much guaranteed a goal yeah. from from close range as an experienced striker like Callum Robinson's not going to miss from there. Um, so yeah, I think Jason Ott was, he was fantastic. I think unfortunately he's not really replicated that kind of form for Derby this season, but then. You, you can't blame him. He's, yeah. He's playing in a team that aren't playing too well, don't really have a stru- like a set structure and a, a lot of pressure. I think all the off-field matters are bound to get on in oh, the yeah. player's head and it would be hard to stay motivated and Wayne has a really tough job trying to keep motivated. Um, but he's definitely a player that clubs will come in for and unfortunately, because of the situation we're in, uh, whereas, you know, maybe last season we could have been looking to get around 10 million for him. Uh, we'll probably be accepting very low offers, yeah. maybe a couple mil, maybe less. Um, yeah. Kind of just got to hope that we get some good contract clauses in there, probably. Yeah. But um, well, we can't well, really be too picky 
unfortunately. Yeah, just to just to comment on that. I mean, you're right. We can't be too picky, but I think that's why it's so imperative that something gets sorted regarding ownership in the next couple of months because. If it gets to January, and I mean the the, um, the admin said they could only run the club, didn't they, for a certain amount of months? If it gets to January and we still haven't got a buyer sorted, we could see a couple of players like Knight, Birds, anyone with any sort of value, shipped out the door for pennies compared to what they're actually worth. I mean, yeah, like you were saying, like we probably could have got ten million for Knight if we were in a good situation, but yeah. now we'd be probably lucky to get three or four. And yeah, I think that's it's it's gonna be very disappointing when when players like that do go because I mean the, the, he made it look so easy that second assist. The first one was was quality, but the second one, the composure to put it across to Robinson was was brilliant. And I mean, a lot of Ireland fans have said the same thing. So he's being noticed, which can only be good for our pockets. But yeah. at the same time, it means that we might not be able to enjoy Jason Knight on the uh, on the Pride Park pitch for much longer. Yeah, and I feel like it's a little bit similar to the um, Jeff Hendrick situation, actually. I think Knight's a little bit younger. Well, well, Knight is a little bit younger now than Hendrick was when we sold him to Burnley. Um, But realistically, Hendrick was sold due to his impressive performances on the international stage. It wasn't really uh, from his performances for derbies, although he was obviously a very good player for us and would be very, very lucky to have a player like him now. Um, You know, he, he, he was a bit part player, really. He came off the bench quite a few times in that season. He wasn't the standout player by any means. Yeah. Um, we had a great Euros, didn't he, with, uh, with, yeah, with he uh, Ireland. And, um, and that's what sold him. It was, was it 13 mil? Around 13, 13 million, yeah. It was like 13.75 or something. And yeah, which is uh, I think a lot of us were in shock because we don't usually, you know, coop a, a good fee for our players. I think yeah. we've sold quite a lot of our players on the cheap or for a lot less than we'd hope. Um, obviously, Will Hughes stands out. As, yeah. as kind of is <laughs> the figurehead of of that category, um, but no, we got quite a lot of money for him, and I feel like it's a similar situation where Knight this season for Derby is not quite at his best, but I don't think anyone really is. Yeah. Um, but then he goes on the international stage and does that, and there's nowhere better to to express yourself really than the international stage, is where every player wants to prove himself. Um, so now I'm sure there'll be Premier League club circle, and I'm sure there'll be championship club circling as well because with the price being so low it makes him more affordable yeah. uh, it probably guaranteed more game time so if, if a high-end championship club came in it, you know it'd be hard to it'd be hard, hard to, to keep say no it. yeah it'd be yeah. hard for him to say no too it's, and i think the same goes for for camille camille jujviak um i don't think it'll be english clubs necessarily uh yeah looking at him I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to germany i think he'd do really well I think, there. The the reality is, I'm, I might be slated for this, but I think Camille could easily be a Premier League player. Ooh. I really, really think he could be. And he's just in a very, very poor squad. He's not being played to his strengths. You, you put him in the Poland national team, uh, he starts for them. You know, yeah. he's he's a key key player, maybe not just yet. Not to the level of some of the others. No. But, yeah. Um, but he is, you know, he's a good player. He's a recognised player. Um, and he's, he's quite important uh, to the Poland side. And you saw it was it a goal and an assist? Yeah, goal and assist. Yeah. And it's, it's funny as well because, like, you see the comments from Polish fans, and I, I like going through them, you know, you press yeah. to translate them and, and everything like that. When you see his name, 
and all the Polish fans say he's too good to play for Derby, and then all the Derby fans are like, he's not good enough to play for Derby. So it's sort of like the Polish fans have sort of one view of him, and then a lot of our fan base have a, another view of him. So it's it's quite interesting. I, I I can't remember apart from really Keo, I can't think of any other player that split opinion like Yushak has. No, it's. It's a bit, I think the, the frustrating thing is, and we touched on it last week with my um, Abdul Kamara. Kamara. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that he's very clearly talented. Yeah. Very, yeah. very clearly talented. Um, but he's gone from playing in the Europa League with like Poznan um, at a higher standard, realistically, than, than what Derby are playing. Yeah. Um, to, a, you know, to, well, to Derby. And unfortunately, yeah. he's not come to the Derby of, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, or 18, yeah, he's come yeah. to the Derby County of today, and, and that's not the best version of Derby we have. It's probably the um, worst, actually. In fact, yeah, well, <laughs> in, in what, the last 20 years? In our lives, but, this, is, this, yeah, yeah. this is the worst position we've ever Com- been in. Yeah, comfortably, and um, he's just not reaping the rewards. I think um, even Bielik not being in the team, I know they don't really directly link up too much for the positions they play, but It'd certainly be a boost for him, and yeah. uh, with Bielik being out for so long, he's probably felt alone. Maybe on the uh, on the field, he's probably not had someone to kind of be yeah. there for him. So they've been mates for a long time, and they? they came through the same youth system, um, or they were in the same youth, yeah. youth team yeah. at one point. They were for years. Um, so yeah, that's probably affected him. But the real, the real bloody, hell, I can't speak. The reality. <laughs> um, it's been a long day. <laughs> the um, the reality of the situation is that he's not been performing for us, um, which is why I don't see another championship or Premier League club, club coming in for him. Um, but like yeah, I was saying, yeah. I think I think he definitely has the quality to to make it in a, in a league like the Premier League um, when he's surrounded by better players. Yeah, like as you're saying, like he's clearly got quality. He's probably, I mean, he's not probably. He is the best player on the ball at the club by you know, some distance, you know, you see it when he's in the tight spaces and he changes direction and gets out there. But the way we play just doesn't suit him at all. And the way he plays doesn't suit us at all. And when you sort of, you put those two together in the situation we're in, maybe if he didn't fit our system and we were a decent team, he'd still be able to make some sort of impact because he's at least got better around him. But as I said in an article that I wrote, I think yesterday, he just doesn't have players around him. I mean, when you look at him playing for Poland when he's at right wing back, he's got people in front of him. He's got people to the side of him. He's got people behind him always to make an option. When he picks it up for Derby, he's got someone behind him, which is Nathan Byrne, and never anybody else. You know, we've not got a midfielder that really sort of links with the wide players. When we play Tom Lawrence up front, we don't have any sort of focal point up front because you can't play one-twos off him because that's not his game. So you end up with both wingers being incredibly isolated. I mean, it's been no surprise that the only winger is Festia Baselli, who, you know, is he's very direct and he runs at people. If you're not a player that's direct and runs at people, you're going to struggle in this Derby team because you've got nobody around you to help you. And I think that's why you that's why Sibley when he's played out wide. I think that's why Lawrence when he's played out wide. I think that's why all of them have struggled because they just don't have anyone around them to, to actually do anything with. And yeah. it ends up with this sort of negative 
football and negative feel to the team and to the wide players. And I, I don't think it's helped any of the attackers at all. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, it's just, it kind of feels like a square peg in a round hole situation yeah. where it's just not the right club for him. Yeah. Um, and I think overall, it just seems like a bit of a strange move altogether. I think even when he was signed and, and uh, was it Koku? No, it wasn't Koku, was it? It was. Yeah, um, Koku's. Koku's oh, well, no, yeah, it was Koku. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I forget Cocky was even there last season. Wayne, Ro- <laughs> it feels like the Wayne Rooney season, wasn't it? Yeah, right. it does, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, no, he signed under Cocky, um, and he he never really fit the system then either. It's it's uh, interesting. I was sort of looking back um, through all the performances and stuff, and he had a spell when Rooney first took over and Bielik returned from injury. He had a spell where he was averaging. I know stats don't mean everything, but he was averaging over a seven pretty much every single game for about a two-month period. And then Bielik got injured, um, and not just his form, but the whole team's form fell off a cliff. Yeah. And it sort of feels like the, the club's, the team's missing Bielik. I mean, we all know that. You know, that's yeah. probably the most obvious thing to everybody. But at the same time, I think the, the, the attacking players sort of got made a bit of a scapegoat by the team missing Bielik's creative influence. And so it's meant that people like Sibley, people like Yushviak are getting, you know, slated week in, week out because they just don't have the players around them so they can work properly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting that, I mean, it really did fall off a cliff. Like, it's formed. I mean, you could see it. You could see it when we were playing. Like, yeah. I don't think I've seen a player in recent times have as huge an impact on the squad as Christian Bialik. Yeah. It's simply put, when he's in the team, we tick. When he's not in the team, we don't. Yeah. No, and I think, again, it's just unfortunate that it's kind of a typical Derby County look, isn't it? We we sign a player for our record fee and he's had two ACLs in as many many years. Um, And you can't do anything about it, can you? It's no one's fault, really. What can you do? Um... Well, that's something we have to put up with. And obviously, as I was kind of alluding to earlier with um, Camilla Dujriak and how he, I reckon he could be a sort of Premier League level talent. That's why I think we'll still be able to get a fairly decent fee for him. Yeah, I think, I think we will too. Based off his performances in the championship, he's not worth a lot. But I think because of the international stage, because he is still young, he still has a good reputation overseas. Yeah. Um, yeah. That there's a reality, you know, we, we, could, we could get a little decent fee for him. But again, as you were saying earlier, it depends on who's in charge because yeah. if um if we do have a new owner then we're not in need to sell for cheap yeah realistically we can we can get a good resale value but if we're still in the position we're in now then um, the administrators will probably look to shift players on very quickly uh with because i'm assuming by january we'll have an even clearer vision of if we yeah, are going you, don't not, so. you, don't you know so. the nail will probably be in a coffin at least one nail two nails will be in that coffin by that <laughs> um and uh and yeah, we'd be able to see a bit clearer. I think that is the unfortunate thing about us right now is that we're kind of having to look into the future constantly, like with everything uh, regarding the club, it's an air for it, but there's no like yeah. set in stone facts about the club right now. We don't know what league we're in. We don't know how many points are being taken off us. We don't know if we're going to be taken over. And uh, we've just got, we've got to keep waiting, be patient, which is something we've had to do a lot as Derby fans recently. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, that's what it's like supporting this club, isn't it? 
<laughs> you can't you can't just know things you have to it's not desired yeah, yeah. You, can't, you can't just be told you have to wait like eight months and then you'll find out half of the information that you want to know yeah so yeah i mean sort of from that um been asked about january transfers january transfers going both ways i mean i think you know with regards to players coming in i think that's totally a mystery that's all completely down to who we bring in but players going out i mean who could you see on the way out if if we really need to shift people uh, i think jason knight is probably one of the obvious contenders because he could probably yeah. get a little bit of money for him and he's been linked away frequently over the last window or two um david marshall i think they're desperate to get him off the books yeah. for whatever reason um I don't see any of the defenders going simply because we don't have enough. Is it? But we, well, we do have enough, but, you know, if we were to sell, then we'd be in trouble again. Yeah. Because um, I know that was a position of, you know, we're quite fearful that we wouldn't have any centre-backs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think out. It's difficult to say. I think a lot of our main players don't really have much of a value, yeah. sell-on value. Um you know, you're looking at the forward department. We've got Jack Stratton, who doesn't really touch the squad at the moment for some reason. Who, obviously, if we were to sell, we wouldn't get much of a value for at the moment. Yeah. Um, this is not proven. We've got Kazim Richards and Baldock, who were both free agents, and that's probably what they'd be sold for now. Um, would be, would just sell them to kind of get wage off the board if we were to yeah. sell. Them. Obviously. They're not players that we're going to sell anyway. That was just well, an example. Well, Baldock will be gone anyway, and unless we uh, unless we get a takeover, well, it was short term contract, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, so him yeah. him and Jagdelk will both be gone. But I was thinking, does that count for Stearman? Is Stearman in that group as Stearman's well? Stearman's year long. Year long, yeah. So yeah, so so yeah, Stearman's guaranteed to be here till the end of the season. The other two, the other two's all up in the air. But I was thinking more along the lines of. The young lads, so you've got Max Bird. I mean, someone could easily come in and poach Max Bird, a Premier League team, and he'd be yeah, no, yeah. in. You know, yeah. you said Jason Knight. I mean, Lee Buchanan could go. I mean, we've got Forsyth and Dylan Williams at left back. We've got we've got yeah. quite a few players. Even Louis Sibley, I mean, he's not been at his best this season. No, probably I think... not through his own fault, but still, he's still got some value. I think Bird could easily be taken. I think... It's a tricky one. So you're trying to kind of get into the heads of, of these scouts from these other teams and think, well, for Sibley, he's not been on form this season, but he's still, you know, he'll still be on the notes page of quite a few top clubs. You know, West Ham will link with him quite a lot. I'm sure yeah. they've been watching him. There will have definitely been other people, uh, other clubs watching him. Uh, but based off this season, you know, does he warrant a move away? Probably not. But that doesn't mean he's not got potential. You, you kind of have to look through the cracks at the minute. With yeah. Darwin. Yeah, um, be like Jason Knight is very clearly a player who has potential, but he's not showing it on on the you know for, for his club. Um, same for Sibley, very clearly a player with great potential. Um, not been at his best this season. Birds, on the other hand, has been fantastic. He's been one of the, the best players we've got at the moment. Yeah. Um. So will he be poached? He might be. But then also we've seen with Bird, there's quite an alarming lack of um. You know, there's the lack of attention. Lack of attention. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, a while ago, he was linked with Chelsea when Lampard was there. That was a, a you know, a, that was a, a weird time. Wild, yeah, a wild. <laughs> um, I'm not sure where that stemmed from. Um, but there'll be clubs interested in him. 
And yeah. um, but then again, I kind of have this feeling that he probably won't go in January because not a lot of clubs often really get linked to him. But you, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you uh, don't know what happens behind the scenes, do you? Same for Buchanan. Obviously, there are the rumours that Forest were trying to get him at the start of the season. They don't need him now because um, they've got Max Lowe. Yeah, uh, on loan, so they don't. That's not a problem position for them anymore. So I can't see them going back in for him. And again, he's another player that he's been all right, but he's not hit the heights of last season. So yeah. they're kind of they're players that we could sell uh, for value, but I think that is purely because they have potential. Like we wouldn't be selling them based off their performances this season. It would be based off a gamble from other clubs for the future for them to kick back on again. Um, yeah, yeah, no, but, yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, if say you're a Premier League club and you're looking at Derby, um, I don't know, say you're like a Brentford or someone like that, and you look and you see someone like Louis Sibley, he's what, 20, 20, 19, 20? And they look at him and they go, he's scored a senior hat-trick and he's available for a million. You'd take him. You'd take him straight away. And I have a feeling that that might be what we're going to end up having to sort of sit through as as teams in the Premier League with their Premier League riches, a couple of millions, nothing. It's it's pennies, it's pocket change. Yeah. So if they see, you know, our young players, we've got Max Bird's only 21, they see these players, even if they're not in form, they might go, well, we could get them for a couple of million and, and we're out of here. And suddenly you've got this player with like massive potential and you've picked them up for basically nothing. So yeah. I have a feeling that's, really? that's how it's going to go. Unfortunately, that's state room right now, isn't it? Mm. Um, I think the lucky thing is that one of the one of the things that Mel Morris did implant in the club was the academy. Yeah, and as you know, as poorly as we have been treated as a club as a whole, um, that is a very positive thing that his you know legacy yeah. left behind. Um, we do have a great academy. It is partly thanks to him, or mostly thanks to him, and. Um, the administrators have said that they're going to kind of keep that in category one. They've kind of confirmed that yeah. whatever happens, that's going to stay, which is a huge relief. And it means that if we do happen to sell Bird, Buchanan, Sibley, Knight, um, you know, if, if these players are shifted on for, for whatever value, we are likely to have players come back through the academy in coming years, especially yeah. being in league one. It's um, obviously not the easiest league, Um but there probably will be a few more players that maybe aren't quite ready for the championship that might be given a bit more of a platform to, to impress next year. Um, yeah. So again, it's kind of knocking into that kind of silver lining mindset where if we do sell players, then, you know, it'll be sad to see them go because they're players that have good potential, but also we probably will see a few more uh, Max Birds, a few more Lee Buchanan's and Louis Sibley's come through the academy in coming years, I'm sure of it. Yeah, well, we've got to hope so. We've got to hope so. Right, so we've got one more thing, one more thing to talk about. Um, and everyone knows, everyone who knows me, everyone who knows Jacob knows that we, we love Chris Martin. Um, his contract expires at the end of the season at Bristol City. We're likely going down. He's 33 years old. I'm sure I know what your answer is already, but if Derby were to approach Martin and Martin was interested, would you have him? It's a no-brainer. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. I think he's been a fantastic championship player for you know the nearly a decade. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, a decade. It is a much, decade, yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't see why, why you wouldn't take him. Um, obviously, he's, he's getting on a little bit. 
Um, and I'd, I'd actually, I'd be surprised to see him let go. Uh, but I'd be surprised if they didn't want to offer him another year. Yeah. Um, but then again, they kind of have to look to the future as well. And uh, if his numbers haven't been quite what they were last season, um, then who knows? He's a man that loves the club. We know yeah. that. Yeah. He loves Derby and uh, Derby loves him. And it's, it's a mutual love there. And um, I think you can do far, far worse than having Chris Martin for a year back in League One. I think it'd be the perfect, well, not quite the perfect story. Uh, to end off his <laughs> yeah, welcome career. back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think, imagine if he was able to to bring us back up, he'd, you know, be labelled the saviour. Not yeah. quite the uh, saviour we wanted. Um, in terms of we didn't want someone to bring us back up into the league. Yeah, uh, rather yeah. get us out of the championship out, out the other end into the Premier League um, but obviously that situation we're in I think he's a, he's a, he could do it in League One he could obviously yeah. I think there's no doubt that he could do it in League One and, uh, so he's a great fit for the club Yeah I think I mean obviously both of our DMs and mentions are going to be full of people going move on Yeah and yeah, of course, of course My reply to that is no uh, <laughs> but you know, you know what I mean. Like as you said there, I mean, he's got more than enough qualities playing League One. I mean, will he play in League One? I think we're probably kidding ourselves a little bit if we think that he's he's going to throw away his final years in the Championship to come and play for pennies in League One for a broken Derby team. But you know, if he did, and he's got the ability to take us back up if we've got runners around him. Yeah, he'd be a hero, as you said. He'd be he'd be a hero, but you know, we're as as it is with Derby, we're we're talking purely hypotheticals, like uh, like we yeah. have to most of the time. But um, but yeah, I mean, one of them, isn't it? I, I think he's a he's a player that could definitely um, fit the system. I think he is getting on a little bit now. He's coming towards the end of his career, um, yeah. so I don't think it's too unrealistic to maybe you know Bristol aren't exactly flying. It's not as though he's playing for a promotion challenging team. Well, they're kind of mid-table, aren't they, at the minute? Yeah. Kind of, they're not They're not doing too much. Um, and if he is released, then there might be a couple of championship clubs come in. But I think, realistically, he, he does love the club. You know, he loves Derby. I don't think it's too unrealistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said about moving on, I think, forcefully, we kind of had to move on. Uh, but we haven't had a striker at Derby as good as Chris Martin since Chris Martin. Um, and that, that's the brutal truth. Yeah. Um, so if we were able to strike some kind of deal, obviously it's very, very hypothetical. Um, there's no rumours about this or, or, or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I think a player of his quality, assuming that Bulldog is off and doesn't stay with us this season, um, you know, I think we'd be we'd be silly not to. And obviously, because in Richard's contract, doesn't it? That end at the end of the season. That ends well? at the end of the season too. So we're not exactly uh, in a great position. The strikers at the moment. So if we can get him on a one-year deal, yeah. I think we'd be daft not to. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to say there. Um, I'd find it funny that we'd be replacing Kazim Richards with a younger striker. Because, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, somehow somehow Chris Martin is is three years younger than Kazim Richards. So who knows? Could probably get a few years out of him. Yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for everyone who's stayed here this whole time. Um, it's been it's been good. It's been good. Um, it's always hard during an international break because there really is not a lot to talk about. But um, I think we've we've managed to get a managed to get a good bit out of that. So thank you very much, Jacob. Um, thank you very much to everyone that's listened, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you later.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.